Hello. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Ooh, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Christmas is a harsh mistress. She's harsh. Yes. She doesn't she doesn't care about all the other stuff that's going on. She's still going to be Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do about it. She cannot be canceled. She cannot yeah. be rescheduled. No. She shall not. Right. That's <laughs> that's right. That's what they say. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. And you know what it is? I got a mind block. I got a mind block which is like I still I'm still not where I want to be with uh, the Christmas presentation. I got a lot of balls in the air right now. I'm having some troubles with my uh, Internet of Things devices that's annoying me. But also, I'm, um, I'm not where I want to be. I have not gotten uh, the dinger for my kid yet. I have not gotten the banger. I have not gotten the big box. And I'm, just, I'm a little at sixes and sevens deciding what that should be. Without being that guy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. N- no pony. No pony. No pony. No pony. She didn't even ask for a pony, but wouldn't that be a surprise if she got a pony? She's not getting a pony. You know, but a kid, a kid I, I, when I was a kid, I expected a banger. I expect the big box at the end. You know what I'm saying? Well, when I, I had Hanukkah as a kid growing up, you kind of always knew that like you'd get the crap gifts for the first seven nights and then the eighth uh-huh. night is when you get the, the big one. Yeah, Adam Lissagore talked about this. I first learned about this on You Look Nice Today and apparently that's that's a true thing. Now, does the parent or guardian deliberately choose an ascending amount of coolness or value? That's part of, that's baked in to the uh, to the Hanukkah tradition. Yeah, that's always the way it was when I was a kid growing up is that you would get, you know, like you you might get some matchbox cars on the first mm-hmm. night and then this something closer to what uh, my family would think of as a, a stocking stuffer to start. Yeah, a lot like that. And then it, it wasn't necessarily that it built up like night 1 was pretty good, night 2 was better, night 3 was even better. It wasn't like that. It was like you got the small stuff for those 7 nights and then the 8th night was the the big one. And I remember, you know, we, we did Christmas, I think we did it one year when I was a little kid, just so that we could have like a tree just to sort of experience it. But we still did like regular Hanukkah gifts. I don't re- think, I don't recall that we actually, I had presents under the tree. I'm not sure. It's mm-hmm. very foggy. My mom has no memory of it at all. So it's possible. It, I fabricated it in my mind, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty damn sure we had a tree one time. But come that eighth night then you'd get the real gift then you'd get the big one the one that was that was the you know so if you were let's just say you were getting a uh an, an atari mm-hmm. 2600 like that oh, would, that's boy. an eighth night gift that's you know? a big gift i don't i don't recall getting that for hanukkah i think that when we got ours it was like a I saved up my allowance for a while and my parents contributed for it on my birthday kind of a thing but my son wants that he actually is getting this. Um, let me look up the, the right name of it. The reason I'm typing, I'm, I'm typing because I have to, I have to make a, a last minute change. Oh yeah. No, that's with, fine. To, to my stylist for one of our sponsors. Oh my gosh. This is called a GPDXD plus 2018 update, five inch touchscreen, Android 7.0 handheld gaming console, portable video game player, laptop, MT816, hexacore, CPU, power VR, GX6250, GPU, Ooh. comma, four gigabyte slash 32 gigabyte, comma, 600 milliamps battery. It's uh, Is that a laptop? It is a handheld, technically it's not a laptop, but it is a handheld computer that Mm. it looks like a Nintendo DS in that it flips open and it's got two joysticks and a bunch of buttons and other things on it. 
But the point of this thing is, yes, you can you can do things with it in the way that you can do things with a computer. It has like a browser and other things built in. But the main selling point for people is that it is a it has a host of emulators on it. And, oh, and like a like a main type thing. Exactly, and so that <gasps> really? you can yeah, so that you can play all manner of games on it. Um, from you know old Nintendo NES games to PlayStation to even Mame stuff, and it it has everything in that, and it's a handheld device that apparently plays everything. So this is what he has been wanting like for the whole year, and uh, and so oh, we man. decided to get it. But I'm very pessimistic about it. I don't know why I am. I just, I'm anticipating mm-hmm. that it will not be very good or that it will have problems, but we got it on Amazon so we can send it back. But that's yeah. his no, big, yeah, yeah. that's his big thing. And that's the only thing that he's getting. That's it. Nothing else. He gets one thing, one thing because it's so damn expensive. Um, whoa, he's whoa, getting nothing okay. else. This one's going to be a big, um, not for any particular reason, but it's mostly the things that might have to be honest. My partner has done a huge amount of heavy lifting so far on this, yeah. and she's nailed it. She's nailed. It. I I won't talk about it now because I don't want it to uh, you know leak out. No, but uh, there's a lot of really good mid level stuff that is like so up her alley. That's interesting. And so, hey, real quick, mm. um, it, you got your. Legally obtained, fully owned software ROM of an open source game. Mm-hmm. How does that get onto the dingus? Is there like a, a, a syncing cable or how does it work? That is a very good question. It, I think that because, well, it has a built-in browser. Oh. So maybe you're using the browser to browse to it or maybe you're doing to your, some to kind your of local collection. Or, mm-hmm. or maybe you have put your local collection onto the SIM card and popped the SIM card in. And it uses that. Oh wow! Something, something like that. Now, um, he, can you put this in show notes so I can see what it looks like? I just did. Yeah, I just put it. It should be in there now. Okay. Um, oh, okay, okay. Okay. There's another thing that he got, which oh, is oh wow, yeah. Which it is kind, it kind of looks like a first generation Android phone. They, no, it really, it really does. But apparently, it looks like it's, the, what is it, the G1? That's kind of looks like. Yeah, you're right. Um, so there's this other thing that he got already that he, he, um, it was much, much less money. It was like, yeah, it looks like it's $32. Um, I'm going to put this one in the show notes too, called an Odroid Go. And the Odroid is a really, really cool thing. It is in the show notes now. The oh, yeah, o- I think you mentioned this like a month ago. Yeah. So. And so I, I, he got this <laughs> and it basically, you can put this thing together for yourself or yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can you can get them assembled on Etsy which is what we did and uh, and the, this is also another kind of an emulator type device but it, it's a little bit more limited it's mainly like Game Boy uh, games and there's some NES games on it also but it's more like a just a little console handheld thing that just does the one thing but um he uh he loves this thing. You can get these mm-hmm. for 30 bucks. He loves this thing. Like he's obsessed with this thing. So you know, there you wow. go. I put that in the show notes too in case you know you want to get it. I w- I don't want to be I'm going to wait I'm going to wait and hear your review cuz I'm a little I'm say there's one reason I'm concerned about uh. the GPD XD Plus 2018 update 5-inch touchscreen yeah. Android 7.0 handheld gaming con- <laughs> console portable video game player laptop MT817 um what are you concerned the- about? You know what I'm concerned about? Look, look at the image. It's the main image. Yeah. And like, 
what decision making went into showing I that battery percentage? I don't know. There's a, I have a lot of concerns. What's the battery, Dan, what's the battery percentage? <laughs> well, I closed the window. Hold on, let me get it back. Yeah, it's 20%. 20%. Oh, there you okay. go. Yeah. That's the, the product photo has the battery at 20%. Yeah. I, yeah. That causes, I'm not, I'm not that just as bit, type A about this yeah. as some people. I noticed yeah. that too, come to think of it the first time. Yeah, it's 20%. And then, and then you have the battery meter is precariously low next to it. Yeah. Um, and that photo was see. taken in 2012, which also is concerning. Oh. But <clears throat> so, anyway, I told him, I prefaced the whole thing like, okay, we're going to get you this. Okay. But listen, yeah. I, I, I won't know how to fix it if something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. I won't be able to help you install stuff or configure stuff because I don't know what the hell this thing is. You can teach a man to fish. <sighs> He's going to have to learn himself. I'm not going to be Google teaching fishing. Yeah. <laughs> but it may, you know what? Maybe we'll yeah. turn it on. It'll just work. Yeah. It has an e-ink book mode, whatever that I- is. Well, that's so he can enjoy his, uh, his, his what, not PDBs. What are they called? The, uh, you can have an EPUB. Oh, uh, yes. EPUBs, yes. Yeah. You know, that's one thing is the, uh, like, the, how many years, now three years ago, whenever we got a PlayStation, it's like, it's, the frustration with that is like, it, you know, so many people got a PlayStation on that day. Yeah. And you've got to go through, I had to, I had to beg assistance from John Syracuse all the way up in Massachusetts. On his beautiful Massachusetts Christmas morning, I had to beg assistance with like all the accounts I had to create. Oh my god! That's one of those rare things where I kind of would say to people, "Yeah, it's nice to get the big reveal by taking it out of the box, but like you might want to configure that like a week before Christmas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I, I feel like it was le- at least like six hours before we could use it. And in this case, you're probably not going to need that. You got everything. The GPDXD Plus, it's all there. I hope. And they, I hope is it's the USB there. the way you charge it? God, I don't. I hope so. I it don't looks know. Like, it almost looks like a USB-C, <laughs> but I bet it's a USB mini. It's got yeah. HDMI. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what this thing is. Oh, I think you made it. You've chosen, you've chosen well. This well, looks he, really cool. I'm terrified of it. Um, I'm, I'm afraid because it's the also, like I said, I mean, we, I got him one other book. Like uh, they did, they came out with like a, a, a Mario... Uh, like all of the Mario games, all of the mm-hmm. levels, all the enemies, all the fr- everything, like in some big encyclopedia format. So he's um, that's something I know he'll like. But besides that, this is the only thing that he's getting. So I hope it works. We'll mm-hmm. see. It's gonna you know, take taking a ref. I'm a little nervous, but that's this Christmas right. it's gonna be all about character building. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it is. You should give it to him deliberately broken and see how he handles it. Uh-huh. Give him like a Kobayashi Maru Christmas. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. That gives me yeah. night terrors. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, the bar has definitely been raised. But uh, that's what we're dealing with. You know, it's exciting. It's it's a miracle. What an exciting time. Uh, oh, you know, Dan, you should mention, since we have these nice things in notes, why don't you tell people where f- people can find show notes for episode 405 of your Back to Work program? Sure, they can go to 5by5.tv slash B as in brothers, 2 as in the number, and W as in Walrus. Walrus. Slash 405. 405. I guess I don't know Death Cab for QD lyrics as well as I'd like to think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 405. Mm-hmm. I think it's the highway in Los Angeles. The 405? The City of Angels. It's 405. Isn't that right? Isn't that that's always jammed up? No, oh, I don't know. I've never really driven <clears throat> 405 LA. I think that's a song. 
I'll find it for show notes. Dan, while I find uh, the music video for Death Cab for Cuties 405, why don't you tell me about something you like? I would love to tell you about a new sponsor uh, with, with a lovely name. It's called Honey Book. Honey Book. Honey, honey Book. Bring my Honey Book back what? now. Honey sometimes book. Honey Book back sometimes. <laughs> honey hmm? Book is uh, it's an all-in-one business management platform for small businesses, especially creative small businesses, because it's all about helping you create stuff. There's so much frustration when you're dealing with back and forth emails, you're dealing with paperwork, you're dealing with getting paid. You know, all of these are issues that we have, uh, we have struggled with as small business owners, medium-sized business owners. And uh, HoneyBook's here to help you spend less time handling the administration work and more time doing this stuff that you love. They make it easy to streamline your process. They've got client and uh, calendar management tools. They've got custom branded brochures, proposals, contracts, all of the stuff that you need to make business happen, to make your work happen. Like you can even get e-signatures. You can, you can generate invoices. It helps you get paid faster all within one system. And they've got over 75,000 photographers, designers, event professionals, entrepreneurs who are saving hundreds, uh, maybe even thousands of hours a year with HoneyBook. It's now all in one place. And the way they've got this whole thing set up, it's, I, I have used this. I've been experimenting with it and trying it out. And the one thing is uh, they really have it down for making that really pleasant, easy to use user experience. And there are so many systems out there that you need to use them because they're good or they have the features that you want, but it feels like an obstacle. It's this thing that's supposed to help you get work done, but it, it actually is hard to use. Not the case with HoneyBook. Uh, it's, it's, it's just great. And I'm starting to use this more and more in my, my day-to-day stuff. Uh, they have a special deal just for our listeners, 50% off the first year which that's a long time. Your that, first that's year, a lot of, that's fi- a lot of, that's 50% a lot of dough. off with the promo code back to work. So mm-hmm. get started. It's at honeybook, H O N E Y book, B O O K honeybook.com with the promo code back to work. You're going to save 50% off your first year. Uh, really appreciate their support. This is a beautiful application. I absolutely love it. I plan to steal some ideas from, from their workflow for fireside. Don't tell them. No, nope. uh, but it's it's just great. I'm super impressed with it, and uh, you might be too. Honeybook.com. Back honey to work. Book. Thanks, Honeybook. Buck, buck. Boy, you know, I go back and forth with my dumb kid, who I love, but man, you know, increasingly, I have to tell you, when we use the television, there's a variety of re- reasons for this, but you know, it's it's weird how um, I would I would almost say that my number one personal just me in the room most used Apple TV app at this point might be YouTube because that's a lot of what I watch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, for our family, when we're sitting around watching TV, it's it's shocking now between a uh, reality TV show we've started watching and between um, King of the Hill, which is fully up on Hulu now, um, whatever it is, Bob's Burgers. Hulu has become like our probably I no not probably it is our most used app really it might yeah 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 I mean there's so much we we pay for the pretty tricked out version of Hulu and uh, there's a lot on Hulu they just got all they got all of Bob's Burgers they just got all of King of the Hill who knows how long that'll last but the point being uh, and I'm not going to drag this out but this relates to uh, Honeybook 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 it relates it relates because. Uh, as as we've stipulated, now this is, I think we've talked about this here. I know this is something we talk about almost every week on Reconcilable Differences every other week whenever we record. Um, the combination 
of the empirical crappiness of the Apple TV Siri remote combined with the empiric crappiness of the Hulu app experience just drives me bananas. You know, and you know I can rile up John Syracuse about this because we're both huge fans of the TiVo Peanut remote. Like maybe one of the great industrial design objects of all time. Mm-hmm. But like I'll just be I'll trying to like I'm trying to thread the needle with that stupid app, and like all I want to do I don't want to have to use Siri to you know one nice tip some people know a lot of people know is that if you miss something and you want to rewind a little bit you can tell the Siri remote what did she just said mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. and it'll go back a few seconds. It will turn on subtitles for that time, and you can hear it again. But like going click, 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 back, 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 like you would with a TiVo remote is virtually impossible. Do you, I mean, do you find this with the Apple TV remote? Yeah, definitely. It's like I've settled on the best place I've found is the lower left corner and lower right corner of the touchable area generally does well. But still, often is not. It ends up misinterpreting that as, as, a, as a swipe up to go to the what else is on or a swipe down in some cases to the like uh, details about this show. Mm-hmm. And every pretty much once a day, I go, you know, Eleanor, this is a really, really, really bad remote and a terrible app. And she says, no, it's not. It's not. It's fine. You're holding it say, wrong, Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> You're bending the shafts. And so I, I, I have to say to her, no, honey, I know you don't think I know anything, and I kind of don't. Everything I used to know that's useful is now not useful. But here, you've never used a good remote with like a normal TV. You don't know the experience of that. You're used to TV app navigation being the equivalent of a video game. Such that, I mean, I'm not going to do this to her. You know, I'm not going to shame her. But I'm like, okay, here's the deal. Without doing anything, without looking at the screen, imagine you can't look at the screen and imagine that you cannot look at the remote. Without looking at the screen and without looking at the remote, I want you to find Survivor Season 37, uh, Episode 9, without looking. And of course, you could use Siri for that. It's pretty good at that. But now, okay, so you, you, you search for that and Siri brings up this option. Now, how are you going to open in? Which, which app is it going to be? All that different stuff. My point being, even the most basic stuff, I want you to rewind just over one minute using the remote without looking at either the remote or the screen. Okay. Can we I mean, was she able that, to do any of this stuff? Well, this is, a, this is a thought experiment. But can we stipulate for the record that that would be, for most people, virtually impossible to not look at the screen and not need to look at the screen, not need to look at the remote in order to do something as simple as rewinding? I, I'm pretty sure that in five tries, I might get it wrong five times. I would not get the desired effect it's certainly not on the first try. You have to look at the remote most of the time, and you most definitely have to look at the screen while you're doing anything but, I'm going to say, changing volume. Changing volume is pretty straightforward. Like you once can't you know, even pause the thing because half the time the, it says, oh, you, you know, speak into the microphone. We're listening. That, that thing. You, or if you try to scrub, it suddenly clicks into like search mode or like, you know, fast scru- uh, scrubbing mode anyway. And that's the thing about HoneyBook. I need a book. That's the thing. It's like, it's so nice to have an application that looks good and operates well. They didn't tell us to say this. No. They didn't tell, I don't want them to have us do a make good because I said something mean about Hulu. This is not part of the read. Okay. But, but the way you, in, there is a business value to good UI and UX. And that can be part of your work and then you make more money. Funny book. It's not part of the ad. Oh, it's very early. I had to do a late night uh, podcast recording last night. How late? Till ten thirty. That's time. pretty. That's pretty late to be like on. Pretty late. 
I, I, 1030 is I'm in bed. Yeah. Yeah. Had a holiday party. Um, but, uh, so, you know, um, that's the thing. What are we going to do? It's computers. Uh, hey, you know, uh, one thing I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to just be the only one who drives here, but you know, it seems to me that almost every week we end up talking about recommendations for things that we like. Mm-hmm. And so I prepared a little and I prepared a very short list of some things I want to recommend that I like. How do you feel about that? Oh, I, I love that. I want to, I you like, you like to talk about that. I like to talk about that. I do. There, there is a new book out. Um, mm-hmm. called Recommendo. Have you heard about it? I got a copy. I did too. I sat down with it from, from absolutely one of my all-time favorite people, Kevin Kelly. Yeah, he's the best. Kevin Kelly and Mark Fraunfelder and... Uh, Claudia Dawson. The, Claudia. What a fun book. He Every year, Kevin, I don't know why, I never respond. I never take walks with Kevin. I never do cool stuff with Kevin, but he somehow remembers me and I'm on a list and he sends that every, he sends something every year, like a book he's had printed and it's always really good. Yeah, he's great. Isn't he the best? And uh, so I'm looking at this book here and it is on Amazon. Um, it's uh, Recommendo, 500 Brief Reviews of Cool Stuff. It's kind of like a collection of stuff that's been on his, I, I imagine. It's $9.84. Everybody should just go buy this. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, there's lots of good stuff. And because it's cool tool stuff, a lot of it is like little hacks. Um, some of it is very, I find the stuff, the most useful stuff I find on cool tools in the sense that I had no idea about this could be stuff like things for your kitchen that he's discovered or or s- some kind of household good that I did not even know existed that like solves a specific problem. Yeah, stuff that you wouldn't have thought of that they've actually gotten and tried. And and what is so fun about this is that there's something about it that really reminds me of the feeling and the experience that we had when we were kids reading the last few pages of a comic book where they'd have those crazy ads for x-ray glasses and stuff, <laughs> right. you know? <laughs> so grit. And, yeah. yeah, and and like something about flipping through this maybe because it's in black and white i don't know but it's it has that it has that feeling to it of like you're discovering this kind of secret stuff that's like really cool and absolutely and 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 he has um, a qr code next to every product or service or whatever it is so you use your qr reader on your phone and you point it at the reader and it opens up to it could be a link to buy it it could be the recipe that they're referring to whatever it is and it takes there which is so genius because who wants to like type some ridiculous url in from a book you just point your phone at it, and they even tell you which like QR reader to get in the beginning. I used to, they recommend I, well, now that. I think it's built in. I, th- I feel like it's built in. I've got it in Control Center where you just pull down and you can do it. Um, yeah, I used to laugh at QR codes, but it's. I think it's a pretty. I don't neat wait idea. a minute. Hold on. I don't have anything like that in my uh, pull down. How'd you get okay. that in there? What do I do? Go to. I don't have my f- my phone is away from me because I'm a gentleman. Go to settings. Okay. Go to Control Center or whatever it's called. All right, I'm going. There. And wherever you select what goes in there, do you Customize controls? Yes. Look for a QR code looking. I'm looking, I'm looking. Scan QR. My God. I've never been to that damn screen. (laughs) Look at that. There it is. There's a thing. Hold on. I'm going to test one of these. I'm opening the book to a random page. Okay. Dan's clicking. And on this page, random page, let's open it up here. After this, you should write a medium okay, post here's about one the that discoverability says, problems of iOS. Smallish green wire-bound notebook. 
They oh, said this, I have that notebook. That's eight, the Don Norman notebook. Eight it's a and a quarter notebook. by six inch spiral bound notebook costs three dollars and fifty cents. It has light green paper and thirty college spaced rules. I co signed that's an excellent notebook. I like the smaller than usual size because it takes up less room on, on my desk. desk and in mm-hmm. my backpack. And this one's by Mark. So now I'm gonna I tap the thing, it says QR code camera. Look at this. Yep, 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 yep. And it's zooming in on the thing and it says open to uh, you get a little drop down? I didn't even need the damn app. <laughs> Yeah. I'm deleting the app. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The it's app is deleted. And also, with a certain home router system, uh, we do a similar thing where when our kid's friend comes over, uh, it depends, her iPhone versus her iPad, because we're fancy. One's more iOS updated than the other, but whenever I want to get her on the guest network, she just I open the app. It's called Eero. I open the Eero app. You ever done this? You open guest network? Oh, yeah. And, and they just shoot a QR code, and now they're on the network. Done. Look oh, at that. So that's built in. Look at all these other controls in here. You know what, uh, if memory serves, uh, Kevin has at least two famous former um, organizations, employers, if you like. But the one most of us may know was like he was in on the ground floor of Wired Magazine in the 90s. Right. But before that, the way he really made his bones was uh, working at Whole Earth Catalog, which is kind of what he's doing here. Yeah. Whole Earth Catalog was like- Whole Earth Catalog. You go over to a hippie's house, you know, sort through their seeds and, and look, at, uh, look at their big Whole Earth Catalog. Yeah, they had stuff in there for like, you know, like- like how to uh, how to survive super close to the land and nineteen sixty eight that came for out. people who aren't psychos. Is it it's gone? Beautiful. Is it still around? Uh, I think it's gone. I think it's gone. It's uh, several times a year between nineteen sixty eight and nineteen seventy two, and occasionally thereafter until nineteen ninety eight. Oh, is he? Am I remembering correctly that he worked there? Kevin Kelly, who would uh, edit later editions of the catalog, summarizes the very early history. Here's a tool that will make drilling a well or grinding flour easier, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I love stuff like that. You know, I, I, I've bonded with other geeky people by talking about the love of reference books, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. whether that's reading the encyclopedia or looking through uh, famous, what's that one book? Famous first. It's like the first time that certain things happened or words were used. I just love stuff like that. Me too. Catalog. That was right in my wheelhouse. So shout out, you know, uh, Kevin Kelly. He's a good man and thorough. Hmm. I'm watching that again. It's on Netflix now. I'm watching it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Joe and Dan over on Defocus covered that. I wasn't able to to be on the episode, but uh, it keeps popping up now on Netflix, and I got it's all I can do not to click on it. I've been watching it while I was rowing. I finished up uh, some other movie I was watching, and, and I'm like, oh, great, you know, because you're in you're mid. Mid workout, you know, yeah. you're doing 45 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever you're doing on there, and you're halfway through and you're like, oh, what am I going to watch? And, and that yeah. just showed up. I'm like, no, that's, that's what I'm watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there you are. I'll be hornswoggled. Well, I would um, love to hear your recommendations on I'll stuff. Do, I'll do a couple. Um, I, I just dashed this off while I was waiting for my coffee. Um, oh, 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 pause. I got the coffee thing that you recommended for my wife. Oh, you got the clear drippy boy? Yes. And, um, and you know, she was struggling with the Keurig and struggling with the Keurig. And I'm like, and then she like broke out the old coffee maker. And she's like, I'm trying to like make 
one cup with it, but I can't. I'm winding up wasting coffee because I have to make like the minimum you can make is 52 cups out of it. So, you know, she's, <laughs> so I, I said, you know what? I got you this for Christmas, but I'm going to give it to you now because you're struggling. Early Christmas gift. And she freaking loves it, dude. You're you, kidding no, me. No, she loves it. She's My using it every day. My wife said she thinks it's fun. Yeah, There's well, not a lot of things nice. I bought into the house in the last 19 years <laughs> where she said that's fun. Right. So thank you for the recommendation. She loves oh, it. Sure. And and she she said the same thing. She's like, why do they sell it with the pot? I'm just putting it right on the mug. I said, well, I don't know why they don't sell it without the pot. You got to buy the pot. Well, did I tell you about the clear drippy boy? Have I told you about that one? Is that the one we talked about? Or did we talk about the, the Wait, uh, plastic drippy boy? I, I don't know about the clear one. Or if, well, if you told uh, me about a, it, a, I'm, a, I'm blanking Here's a Christmas gift for you. Okay. Yeah, this is the Melita Coffee Maker six six yes. cup pour over brewer with glass carafe one count brewer 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 um, in um, the show. Let me can I can I, I see I don't want and this is going to seem duplicative, um, but I want to mention this other one. Who recommended this to me? I don't even remember. Try look at this one. Okay. Which I'm putting into notes now. Okay. Um. And, you know, I, don't, I, don't I don't recall that you told me about a, a clear one. I forget. I had one of these a long time ago. I was re-reminded of it by somebody. I forget who. Sorry, it's Christmas time. And my brain's a pudding, a figgy pudding. Um, do you see the clever coffee dripper large, 18 yeah. ounces? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, oh, look so at that's, that. that. You put a number four filter in there. Now, you can see what's kind of cool about that. And this is not for everybody, but if you're doing... Oh, it, no, I get it. I know I had a tea, a, one for a loose leaf tea when I used to, was on my green tea concept. kick. Yes, it well, actually well, Let steeps. me just tell our listeners, yes. this is in show notes. If you need a coffee dingus, this is great. This is the one where my wife said, this is fun. Uh, so what you do is, it comes with a big handle on the side. It's a clear... So imagine something that's a little larger than a fully open number four uh, coffee filter. You drop that in. This thing's got three parts to it. They're all just hopelessly simple. But let's just say you want to make some coffee. Now, normally with that Melita, and this the Melita is great, but normally with the Melita, you put that over your cup, you put your coffee and you pour it, and it drips directly into the cup, which is great and super efficient. This one has a, a nice little extra bit to it, which how can I describe this? Um, it's got a, a plunger mechanism on the bottom, such that when this thing is sitting on a surface, the plunger is engaged, liquid can't pass through. It has a round circumference of a cup shaped dingus that when you put this on a cup it releases the coffee fluid into your cup so you could do the whole pour over business if you're like fancy and want to let it bloom and do all that kind of bloom you want to do all that kind of stuff (laughs) you can do that right on your tabletop because guess what it comes with a little coaster that you put this thing on so it doesn't drip on your counter and it's got a little lid that you can put on so if you want to let this thing sit there for 30 seconds or however long your method is uh, I recommend the large size, seventeen ninety nine. Clever coffee dripper, large, eighteen ounces for the coffee lover in your life. And I think I saw an ad. I feel like I was kind of falling asleep on the couch, but I feel like I saw an ad for a new Cuisinart thing that has a. It's got a drip coffee and K cup in one thing that's out now. Did we talk about this? Mm. I might have. I might have dreamed it. But anyway, coffee's nice. People enjoy it at the holidays. You purchased this item on December 4th, 2018. That's true. I sure did. Good job, Amazon. So if you had to pick between the two. I'd get this one. You get the, the clever one. You know, you save that one, that Melita. Hang on to that because that's good for camping. And this one cleans up real nice. I was worried that it would get like all, all uh, 
gross inside that little chamber. But once a week or so, I use that uh, fancy coffee machine powder that I like to just let it sit and clean out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. So probably enough about that. Should we, should we get on to the rec- other recommendations? Well, first of all, Hakuna Matata. I'm so glad she enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you for the recommendation. It's difficult to make your partner happy as you get older. That's a fact. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my recommendations are audiovisual in nature. One, I just want to mention, boys, you got to get, get on this while you have time. The Pixar short for, I want to say, Incredibles 2, whatever it was for, Pixar did this wonderful short called Bow. Yes. I, 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 I don't know what that came out with, but I've heard about that. Is it good? Oh, it's... I'm just going to say it's, yeah, you should see it. It's weird and sweet and weird. And it's, I believe, the first um, Pixar thing directed by a woman. Um, and uh, anyway, just all I'm going to say is it's on YouTube for a week total. So you've got at least like three or four more days. And I'm sure it'll eventually come out. You can buy it in one of their wonderful collections of shorts. Their, their shorts collections are so good. Um, we've got the two that are out at this point. But yeah, go check out. It's in show notes. Check out B-A- BAO, Bow on YouTube. Um, it's real sweet and weird. That's one. Okay. I got more if you're still thinking, or you could jump in. No, you, you, you give more. I, uh, I've always known, I mean, I'm a, fan, I'm a fan of stuff like, you know, whatever, um, CGP gray and stuff like educational videos. I like the TEDx animation videos mm-hmm. on YouTube, but mm-hmm. I somehow into my recommendations, guess what? Not Nazis, but something really good. Uh, I've been discovering these kind of weird, nerdy, uh, YouTube channels. And I found one the other day, Dan, that I think might be kind of up your alley. And it's a guy who does a YouTube channel called Technology Connections. And uh, just real interesting and competent videos about various technology things. The ones that I've watched so far are about what we could call old technology. Like, Basically, stuff that only people like you and me and three other people would like. <laughs> uh-huh. Explaining how a Western electric telephone has that certain tone. The touch tone one has this slightly different tone. Uh-huh. And like how it gets used or abused in movies to get the right sound of a vintage telephone. And like he takes a phone apart and explains all the parts. It's so good. The one that got me hooked on this was... Let me go find the correct one here. I feel like the one that got me hooked was called The Impossible Feet Inside Your VCR. And I guess I just never gave that much thought to how VCRs work beyond um, my own user experience of it and how it worked. But he does this deep dive on how a VCR works and what it does. And it is bananas that this thing works at all. It's so hacky and weird. There's a device inside every VCR that solved what seemed to be an unsolvable problem. The video head drum is a fascinating solution to the complex problem of tape speed. You, so anyway, that's, a, that's the one that I started with. And then the next one I went to after that, this is called, so it's called Technology Connections on YouTube. It's in show notes. The other one is that I loved is about the, um, about closed captioning. Oh, really? And like the, the history of closed captioning and the insane hack that allowed closed captioning to happen by using one of the bands uh, in the broadcast spectrum and then how that was done on VHS. Here's another great one on the history, a two-part series on VHS versus beta and my, why everybody, everybody claims to say beta is all that great, but all the dumb decisions Sony made about beta and where VHS was just eating their lunch and they were adamant about the decisions, the, the design decisions, check out technology connections on YouTube. 
Uh, I like this guy's style. He's not overly like florid. He's real smart. And uh, yeah, technology connections on technology YouTube. Technology connections. Technology connections. Beep boop. Um, and then you know, I discovered other ones like that. You know, the nice thing is, the sucky thing on YouTube is you never want to accidentally click on something that screws up the algorithm and brings you Nazis or other things you don't well, like. That, but that's everything. I used to... I used to hear people talk about this, and I would go, bah. Because you would hear people say, if you stay on YouTube long enough, and I guess like most kids use it, let it keep auto-playing suggested videos, there's some, Kevin, there's some bacon number about like how long it will be until someone tries to radicalize you politically. <laughs> I mean, Syracuse has talked about this. Yeah. Like, so you might start with something that's about recipes. The recipe thing takes you to things about being a vegetarian. The vegetarian thing t- takes you to things about being a vegan. And then that, you end up, it gets more and more, radical is too strong a word in every case, but you will keep getting into a more extreme version of whatever you're, that could be Russian dash, dash cam videos, like whatever you're looking at, <clears throat> you will continually get more and more extreme versions of whatever you started with. I've heard people say this for a long time, and I used to think, I bet you're imagining that. But I'm really starting to wonder. Look at Alice Walker. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Did you see the Alice Walker dust up? Mm-hmm. Lady who wrote The Color Purple? Go, just look, go search for Alice Walker in news. Because it's, okay. it's a hell of a story. All right. I mean, she's one of those people that like, man, as a lit person in college, man, I... Anyway, she's, she's gotten a little, she's gotten a little, little crazy about your tribe. Mm-hmm. And it's from watching YouTube. And All comes from YouTube. She has a poem about it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so she endorsed happen. an anti-Semitic book. Is that what this yeah. says? She's got a poem about it. She's like, she's basically become almost like a QAnon person. She's like, go out and do your research. Hmm. We need to learn about the Talmud. So <clears throat> that's the thing is you get a more intense version of whatever you're watching. So use your due diligence. Okay. But, um, but you know, what's nice is because I've been watching these kind of nerdy videos that for whatever reason appealed to me, uh, it's taken me down some interesting places. No Nazis yet. Um, but more and more of these things like, like that video I was describing to you. There's so much of that stuff. You know, I just, I love the videos. Dan, I don't know what the name of this is. The, the, but the prevalent style, the prevailing style of yeah. YouTube video, I feel like whatever they're doing where they cut out every digital frame that's not them talking. Like, you know what I'm talking about? It's somebody talking to a camera, mm. and it's been chopped within an inch of their life. The camera oh. keeps moving slightly within the frame. Yes. There's got to be a name for this. The YouTube house style title of like, hey guys, and blah, blah, don't forget to like and subscribe and ding that bell. And the camera keeps moving. So there must be a plug-in people are using for this. Where it keeps moving, and they slice out every second that's not them actively talking to where it's just pure. I, there must be a reason, and there must be a name for that. I hate it. I like, I really like videos that are just an interesting person talking to the camera without all of that. And then a lot of these nerd videos are like that. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know what the name of it is uh, or if it's just something like you so said. So many that, people do it, Dan. It's got to be like, there, it must be, and I feel so stupid and old, but there must be a name and a reason that people do that. They just do not want people to have a second that, to no, breathe it's, it's, or think about what they're watching. That's exactly the reason. It's, it's that it, any, any natural pause has to be cut. Any, you know, and I, here's what I think happened. And, and, but the camera also moving. So it feels dynamic, right. even though it's just some dingus talking to yeah, a camera. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I think this started 
or like the whole concept of, oh, we've, we've, we can't have, let there be any pause or anything like that. And I noticed that some of the big YouTuber people would do this as my theory was that it's a, it's a means of editing. So what they would do is if, if they flubbed their line or something like that, oh, right. that they would, instead of saying, Oh, I'm going to redo this whole take yes. the last three yes. minutes. I've got to redo everything. They would just cut that one piece out and they would edit it so that there's that just, you, yeah, like I this, barely like the same filmmaking, it. you always edit on action. You know right. what I mean? Like you always do the cut on something that's happening. Yeah. That's like a basic of filmmaking. But in that case, it also gives you an opportunity to cut in a different take, for example. Right, but I, I don't know how it evolved into the thing you're talking about, which I know what you're talking about, where the um, where the camera is like still moving. I know what you're talking about, but... I bet they're shooting... If you're shooting at 4K, mm. you could... I bet there's some way... You know what I'm saying? Like, you shoot at a higher resolution than you need. You could zoom in... Not zoom, but like just slightly move in the camera, just slightly move it right, left, up, down, and not have a degradation in quality. There must be some... I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I hate it. And and I have here is my here's my antidote to that. This is probably one of my favorite things I've discovered on YouTube in the last year. This is not for you, Dan. I don't know if you would love this, but mm. as somebody who really enjoys, um, especially like you know Broadway musical stuff, there's this character that I just learned about in the last month or so, named Seth Rudetsky. And Seth Rudetsky, um, he does a lot of videos for Playbill, the people who make Playbill. Yeah, and uh, and he. He does these these awesome explainer videos. He's super enthusiastic and super gay and super duper funny and just so like he's so but the quality that he has first of all why do I say this number one his videos are not chopped within an inch of their life it's him making mistakes and going whatever and like he keeps going but it's so high energy it doesn't need any tricks and it's just often him explaining why this song is really really good or things to notice about this song and the, the one I put in show notes. It's from um, a really good musical called Dear Evan Hansen. And it's him explaining this song, Waving Through a Window. And just the, the performance, um, how you deploy how long to hold this note at this point, this trill at that point. Or as he said, you know, then he has like a tip of the hat, like how this is similar to this song from Wicked. And it's such an over-the-top, joyous, like... Um, exegesis of like why 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 you love this song probably and what why why i love this song and it's not edited at all it's him in front of literally a brick wall and uh so anyway check out deconstructing dear evan hansen from playbill with the wonderful uh seth rudetsky he does not edit that's a recommendation all righty has that given you time to uh to come up with a few i've i've been working on it um i uh i actually am I don't know if this qualifies as a recommendation or not, but did you, did you have a chance to review the photograph that I sent to you last night? Yeah. It's important for listeners to know that uh, you do a thing where you send a photo with no context and no mouth words to explain what it is. You sent me a photo of what appeared to be a hamburgers in separate, containers stacked high mm -hmm. yes so i didn't and then the thing is if i ask you about it, then we're gonna be talking about hamburgers uh and stacks i don't know if you're gonna volunteer to shelter i don't know if you're if your family's bugging out <laughs> uh, but yes you sent me uh some really cool looking containers with some good looking burgers in them what what was that about well um this will eventually be a recommendation but it, it is um my son has to do a science project uh, for some kind of science fair at his school, which is in 
I think end of January, mid to end of January. And um, the project that, that we picked together, I helped him because he was doing the uh, sitting on the sofa, slouching down. I can't think of anything. Uh, so much sadness thing. So uh, I helped him and we came to the conclusion that it would be fun to find out by doing our own tests if food with preservatives in them take longer to decay than f- oh, wow. foods that don't have preservatives in them or that we, we think don't have preservatives in them. So, of course, wow. the, the natural conclusion is go to every fast food restaurant within a few miles of the house and buy a cheeseburger and then make a cheeseburger at home and uh, put them in containers and, uh, and, and watch and take a picture every day. We're not doing time lapse. Um, yeah. Take a picture every day of how these things start to decay and mold. And in fact, after two or four weeks or however much time we, we spend on it, will the McDonald's burger still be perfect and, and, and like new out of the bag box or, and, well, and like the, they say, they used to say about Twinkies, like yeah. a Twinkie is good for like 20 years. Or exactly. Whatever. So, uh, yesterday I went out and I got a hamburger and what I, I said is I'm, I'm just going to go and I'll go through the drive through for all of these different places. And all I will say is, I would like a cheeseburger and that's it. So Let's see what they give you. See mm-hmm. what they give you. I won't say, Oh, can you have pickles or hold the onions or no, just whatever you get when you ask for a cheeseburger. That's what I'm evaluating. Now there are scientists among you listening who would say, well, this is actually not accurate. You're not really comparing apples to apples. If one has lettuce and another one doesn't, that's going to throw it off. And I said, you're probably right, but still I don't care I'm going to say, what do you get if you ask for a cheeseburger? That's what we're evaluating. So some of them have lettuce, some of them have onions, some of them have ketchup and mustard, other ones don't, but they all have a patty, they all have cheese, and they all have a bun, and some Got of them it. have other things. So we did, um, wow. we did McDonald's, we did Burger King, Wendy's, um, Mighty Fine, which is a wonderful chain here, and, uh, and then, um, and, and then uh, we made one at home. And just used a, used a bun from H-E-B and ground beef from H-E-B and cheese from H-E-B. So we got all of this and, and I, I have them in these little containers. And the hope is that after a few weeks, they start being really gross and that some are more gross. And then I, then I will have my recommendation as far as which one. But I can, I can give you a recommendation already based on appearance. So, so just to be clear, what we're looking for here is... It's not to see which one looks best, it's to see which one looks, looks worst. worst. Yeah. Yeah. Because that tells us there's fewer preservatives. Whatever they say on That's the label. The theory. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have this a list. Good. This is a lot better than like, can you feed Coke to rocks? Yes. And we're, yeah, gonna, we're, we're going to have a list of the ingredients in them and, and if there are preservatives or not. I will tell you that the McDonald's cheeseburger was $1. Mm. The Burger King cheeseburger was one dollar. The okay. Wendy's I think was four dollars and seventy five cents, and the Mighty Fine Burger was about I think five eighty. Did um, you get Whataburger? No, I I could have done that, but there wasn't one close by. See, I bet Whataburger is the nastiest in the end because it's the best oh. burger. Oh that, yeah, that, that feels like a fresh burger. To me. I did Mighty, Mighty Fine. That's like a local purveyor of a good burger. Yeah, they've got it's a small chain here in in Texas. They also own Rudy's. So for those of you who've been here and been to the Rudy's, it's the same company. 
uh, and they're they're great. I I love their uh, their food, but the uh, the interesting thing is that the Wendy's burger, mm-hmm. eat, which was not the most expensive burger, it looks gorgeous. It the bun looked almost like an egg bread bun. It was a, oh, a, yeah, a yeah. beautiful almost sexy bun like it was just it looked great and the Mm -hmm. patty which you know is square was was it looked fresh it looked better the vegetables that they put on it looked good the cheese melted just right it was night and day better across the board when i really inspected it compared to all of them it looked so much better the burger Hmm. king was was better than the mcdonald's and mcdonald's was just sad um the burger king was i mean it's just amazing you can get anything for a buck i don't want to eat anything that like that that costs a dollar mcelroy's talking about this new value menu stuff at like rally's sonic Mm. where like it's all this crap that involves like cheetah or involves fritos Mm -hmm. and like all these different things are a dollar and it's like how can you afford that that's it's not a turn on no and and but this is the thing that occurred to me as i was doing this was you know i went to lunch i met some friends for lunch ahead of time and we i don't usually go to the restaurant that we went to uh it's it's a bit pricey it's a bit expensive and um you know like i i i used to eat lunch at home all the time i used to bring lunch to work and a lot of the time now i'll just go and grab something quick but you know, and there's really good food trucks that come to our parking lot here in the in mm-hmm. the where I work. So I'll eat some from the food truck. Oh, that's cool! I didn't know you had that. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. Um, but you know, like like even on on a on a cheap day or on a day where I'll just go to the grocery store and I'll get yeah. something from their trough. You know, you're still spending. You're still spending <laughs> like like at a Whole Foods. Yeah, exactly. I've never gotten any hot bar from Whole Foods for less than seventeen dollars. <laughs> I know. So even there's like this built-in seventeen dollar. <laughs> I know. I know. Wait a minute! All I got was some mashed potatoes and celery stalks. But I'll $17. do. I'll, okay, so let's say you're spending seventeen bucks to eat, pull out of their trough, and it's <laughs> like you know the food's probably pretty healthy for you, and you get a variety of yeah. different things and all that. But no wonder. People are, uh, no wonder we have the problems with diet that we have in this country because for yeah. freaking dollar, you can, yeah. or, or, oh, you want to, you know, make well, it a meal honest, for a dollar feed, you more. Can feed, you can feed your family of four for, you know, less than 10 bucks. Right. It, and, and I'm glad here's that the exists, other thing. But I wish the, it was something else. I went there and I got in the drive through line. There's like eight lanes in the drive through line now. And you pull in and you, from time to getting in food in my car. Yes. From the minute that you get into the lane to yeah. the time when food is being put in your, in your hand, it's yeah. like three minutes and you spent $2. That's why we yeah. have the health problems with diet that we have in this country. Yeah. It's right. mine. So my recommendation is don't eat fast food. Okay. <laughs> and in a few weeks, I'll tell you which one of these things. And we also made one at home. I, I fried up the burger and the whole time I'm doing it, my son's like, can I eat it? I'm like, no, you can't mm. eat it. This is for science. It's a science. It's a science burger. You don't eat the science burger. <laughs> He's like, well, I want another one. I'm like, oh, tomorrow I'll make you another one. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's where we are with, with that. So I'll have a better when recommendation will that, later. When will you... Um, well, first of all, kudos to having started earlier than the <laughs> night before. Yeah. I, well, the food usually has a to lot decay. of those feeding Coke to rocks experiments are like a 7 <laughs> to 10 a.m. type thing. Absolutely. <laughs> well, these rocks grow faster with Coke or with rainwater. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> well, but I do have so, a, a, a real recommendation. Well, then hang on, though. So when, I mean, if you can say, for mm. OPSEC reasons, when will the uh, experiment conclude and you'll have results to share with us? Uh, yes, his, I believe that the overall, you know, the science uh, fair... Science contest. Yeah, mm. is... Um, I think the third week of January. So I'm I'm okay, going okay. to wait up until mid January. That would be like the fifteenth or the eighteenth. Wow, 18th. you really started early. That's so impressive. Well, only because it's it is like me to procrastinate about things like this, oh, and I didn't please. want to do that. And I I was afraid that the food wouldn't decay in time. <laughs> Uh, because it's like the, it's like using sous vide you have to like re- invert your expectations about everything <laughs> exactly no exactly so, weird. so i was worried that like two weeks wouldn't be enough and of course i'm too lazy to like try and find out when the actual due date was beforehand so i'm like oh i gotta go today i gotta go today well, so god just, forbid he wrote it down somewhere no, i know Ugh. i keep i get him a notebook and uh, I'm like, you've got to write down your assignments in this. Write oh everything God, down, all Dan. the dates. And he just if draws the, pictures in it. If the attention and stress that went into <laughs> how we feel right before bedtime Sunday night when she realizes something oh. could be reapplied to Friday at, say, 2 p.m., we would live in such a different world. I know. I've had to reframe and make it about me. You know I don't like doing that. I said, look. I said, look. What do you, what do you have? What do you have that's still outstanding? We got this, you know, we got the automated note out of Google Docs that says there's these things that are due in a week or two or whatever. Like, but, you know, you, you know where the bodies are buried, honey. What's really, what's, what, what do we need to really be done with so we're caught up on Monday morning? Because right now it's Friday. We got two days to, in a stress-free way, finish any of the little things that need to be done. It does not occur. The, the, the mind of the child, the, the child's mind is not capable of coming up with this. <laughs> I think it's a dopamine problem and also being a dumb baby, but like it's Sunday night is when the tears begin. And it's like, that's probably unique to me. No, I don't think it's I'm unique. Impressed. Yeah. I, I'm impressed. I'm, see, here's the thing. This is one of my things where like... It comes from get, fear. It comes from absolute fear. I Yeah, well, as somebody with ADD, I understand what varying levels of dopamine and uh, adrenaline do to a person. I'm aware of a kind of hypervigilance that's vigilant about virtually nothing versus a kind of hypervigilance that makes you incredibly aware of an upcoming threat. Like I'm very familiar with that. So I understand. And plus this is a kid, but like, I just, I, I, there's no way I can say this to her is like my life. There's a few ways my life changed. I'm going to give you two ways my life changed. One way my life changed, because it's always two things with me, was when I decided to stop being late for everything and act like it's okay. Right. My life changed when I decided it's incredibly disrespectful to people to not be on time for things, especially not be on time with no reason and not mention it. So, like, I became a slightly better person when I decided I would always be early for everything because it's important to me. Mm -hmm. The other thing was, maybe contemporaneous with the time of the hipster PDA, it was when I realized there's very little cost of any kind, you know, time, psychic energy, physical resources, and money. It costs virtually nothing to write down stuff you need to remember later. And like, I've got my life before I started doing that and my life after. And now the thing that stresses me out is just wondering if I've written everything down. But never again do I have to wonder if the time that I pick my kid up is 20 minutes different today. Yeah. If I don't write that down when that information comes to me, I become, a, this is for once a little bit back to work, but boy, the best gift that you can give yourself to get a calendar and only use it for stuff that must happen, but then write down the things that must happen. Make sure it's up to date. Make sure other people don't have surpassing levels of control over it that you don't know about. And regardless of it, look over your calendar through the, through the day, if necessary, definitely at least a couple times a week, look backwards, look forwards, write down everything. 
Once you start writing down the obligations, the contracts you have made with the universe, you will become a better person, you'll be less stressed out, and you'll start looking at people who don't do that like they're out of their gourd. Yeah. How could you enjoy any of your weekend not actively knowing where you stand with obligations that you've made or have been visited upon you? Are you with me? It's kind of a horrifying idea. No, it is. It is. It is. You know, it's like, it's like another one, like I've mentioned a lot, is like all of my pocket daily carry as some everyday carry stuff always goes in exactly the same place. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine a world where my wallet, my keys, my pen, um, and my, uh, what do I have in my left pocket? The garage door open, like whatever it is. I can't imagine a world in which I could not tell you right now the four locations that those things are in. Yeah. I would lose my goddamn mind. Yeah. People. As a gift to yourself, holidays or otherwise, you got to get it together. Get it together. Um, so we'll find out in January. Yes, I think, or maybe yeah. you know, hopefully it won't take quite that long um, yeah. to for them to decay. What I've if you put it in the garage or the root cellar? Well, like real moist. that's the other thing that I was decide, and and so maybe I know we have scientists who listen to 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 this we have show, a friend of the show, who may be able to help us with this. Yeah, because I want them to decay as quickly as possible, and so some of the questions I have are. Should the should I keep them in their containers with the lids closed or should I have them open? In other words, does air exposure increase mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how quickly they start to break down or does it slow it down? Does it decrease it? I don't know. I don't know that. Does how much does temperature matter? Because like if I keep it in the garage, it's going into the eh, it's it's not too cold this this uh, winter. So it's going into like the 40s at night. Whatever you do, it needs to be consistent, though, right? Don't you feel like like you've got to be? It's got to be consistent that all of them are in the same conditions that are controlled. Yeah, they'll all be they'll yeah. all be the same because they're all in the same exact container and mm-hmm, and everything mm-hmm. else. And um, and 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 so I I did read one article that um was from a site called First We Feast, which I've hmm. put in the show notes. And they went and got a bunch of fast food restaurant burgers and put them in glass jars. For 30 days. And they said that they barely decomposed. Because um, it's like a bell jar type situation. There's not enough air getting in there. That's, see, and that's, that's possible, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, if they all don't age, it's going to be concerning too. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it would probably be a bit much to do it all a second time and just leave them all open. That's a lot of burgers to throw away. But I don't want ants getting on it. I don't want that's ants how you get getting ants. in there. Do you want ants? Do you want ants? Don't because want that's ants. how you get ants. We, um, I think we have, I have, I personally, let me close my task paper. Um, I, uh, I have a couple more, I have one more, rec- no, not really. I'm mostly up on recommendations. Do you have any more? I have, probably need to talk about something you like. I have one. Let me tell you about something I like first and I'll, yes, then I'll please. get to it. Um, I would like to tell you all about a new sponsor called One Month. One Month? One Month. And, uh, and they, 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 they want me to start out by saying, did you know, Merlin, hmm. that 50% of the best paying jobs these days uh, call for the ability to code? I, I, are, I did. Are you I telling know. me that? I, are you stipulating that as a fact? That's what they tell me, and I'm saying it to you. Woo, uh, I did not know that. So here's the thing. One month, this is the best place to learn how to code, and you get it to learn in how long? One month. That's right. Their courses have helped over 60,000 students go from knowing zero, or in, in the terms that we would use, zilch, no. about mm. coding, uh, to building programs in languages like Python, 
of Ruby, JavaScript. One month graduates, they go on to get jobs where places like Airbnb, Instagram, Spotify, the, the, the big, big time jobs just from taking one of these courses. So that the courses are great. They're easy to follow. They've got step-by-step video tutorials. They're instructor-led. So they're giving you weekly assignments that are actually reviewed by your instructor. These are classes. It's not just go watch this video. It's much more than that. And it's most importantly, it's results driven. So each student gets through the course. They have a portfolio of projects that they can show their prospective employers. They have a certificate of completion. If you're interested in taking your career to the next level, if you want to get into this, if you want to learn, maybe you're wanting to get into development. Maybe you want to benefit from learning this stuff for your current job. There's so many reasons why these courses might make sense for you. And, uh, and here's another reason. They're giving you 10% off any coding course at one month. It's spelled out O-N-E month, O-M-O-N-T-H, one month.com slash back to work. That's a pretty good amount. You go there, you get 10% off any coding course and, uh, and, and you can get started today. Learn something that you've wanted to learn. I checked the courses out. And uh, as a developer, I can tell you that, that they're teaching the right stuff. They're great. So, so it gets your you get your uh, official Loki Doki on there. I I put my stamp of approval on the one month. So go to one month dot com slash back to work ten percent off if you go there and in uh, any coding course. So go check it out. And we appreciate the support of one month dot com. Thank you. One month. One bop, month. Bop. One month. So here is a recommendation. Um, one of my friends gave me one of these things. They went, I don't know where they were. I don't know how they heard about it, but apparently the, the guy that started the company was there and uh, they bought me one of these things and I fell in love with it and then my wife started stealing it from me. So I got, she doesn't listen to the show, so I can tell you, I got one uh, for her. Thank God, for, right? Yeah, I'd be screwed. <laughs> uh, I got her one for, uh, for Christmas. But the, the name of this is, I think it's called Bita. Bita. Beta, B-Y-T-A, Beta. And so I started out with these travel mugs. I was was using just some generic ones that I got at Target. And then I upgraded to the Yeti ones. Yeti is this uh, Austin company that makes these highly highly over-engineered coolers that are really great. But they also do like little thermos, you know, cups for you to put your your drink hot or cold in and and take it with you. And those are good, but they're very, very big. And the ones that they make that are smaller are too small. And uh and not just not just for the amount of liquid that I have, but also for the cup holder in my car and for sitting on my desk. I felt like they were too big. So when my friend uh, gave me one of these beta uh what these are these are double walled vacuum sealed BPA free stainless steel cups that are travel. They're very, very lightweight. They're very easy to hold. They feel good. They fit in your hand perfectly. Unlike the, um, the Yeti, which I find is, yeah, I mean like I can put something in a Yeti and it'll be cold for three days. That's wonderful. But if it's too big or, or clunky to take around, forget it. So these, this is nice. And it has a little, listen, I have it right here. Listen, that's the little thing on top, the little slider on the lid. These things are great. They're not cheap. They're 29 bucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I've had mine for a while and I still love it. It's my go-to thing. Whenever I take a hot drink or cold drink or whatever, I love this thing. It sounds well-made. And, uh, and, and so it holds a 16 ounces or that's 473 milliliters for those of you in uh, Germany. Okay. Yeah. And um, it comes with a lid and they also have these metal straws that fit perfectly in the little groove in the thing. So if you're like a straw mm. kind of person, you can get the metal straw. That way you're not, you're not killing California or whatever it does. 
uh, yeah. and and so this is the thing check this out I think you can still get these in time for Christmas this is what I did I totally went uh, as, as lazy as I could on this they can gift wrap it for you they oh can boy. personalize it for you for an extra few bucks they will put so I had her name put on the side of it and they do and the way that they do the gift wrap is really nice it's like all like organic style like hippie granola person style it's great and uh, and so, go check this out. I, I'll put it in the show notes. It's it's mybyta.com, and I'll put it in the show notes. This is like my favorite uh, thing now. I love that's this. So thing. that's a nice kind of gift to help somebody solve a day to day problem. Yeah, because you know my my wife has a big lady job, not big, not a huge lady, but an executive lady job. You know she's got to go go to work, and she wants coffee. And like we've gone through a succession of these with varying levels of. I mean, it's kind of a classic engineering problem where to get something that will keep it warm, you often end up with something that's so gawky, tall, yeah, wide yeah. that it doesn't fit into the dingus. So, you know, helping somebody out on that with buying them something they would not get for themselves, I think is a very nice holiday move. Well, and you can take this thing, you can give it to the, um, to when you're getting your coffee at Starbucks, you hand them this, they'll fill it up for you. You know, you're, that's nice. you're doing the, the world a favor. Yeah. And keeping, uh, like, so you don't get like a, like a, like a, a, a seal with a straw in its nose or whatnot. <laughs> or a seal with an eel. An eel. A seal with an eel. Or a straw. A seal with an eel? Yeah, well, but that, apparently that's common. So what do we do? We stop using eels for our drinks? I don't even understand where we're going. I don't, I don't know. Did you see Glitter Bomb versus Package Thief? Yes, I love it. I could talk okay, the rest sure of the episode. About I think that. everybody's talked about it, but we watch that guy's videos. He does lots of silly stuff, um, sciencey NASA stuff, like uh, seeing how many balls you can put in a swimming pool. That, that's crack for that's crack for smart kids. Does this um, does this guy? Do, do you think the audience knows? Um, you know, like like you want to describe it to him? Well, I mean, you kind of you don't want to really kill the bit, but there's a there's a guy. This channel, heard, Mark Rober's channel. I'll put Mark Rober's channel yeah, please, in general. Please in, do because it's, real good. it's it, I started looking at some of his other videos too. This is a guy. I think your son would love this. Channel. Yeah, I know he totally would. I'm going to show it to him. He is, uh, I guess he works at NASA or worked at NASA. Used to work at, used to work at NASA, yeah. So he's an engineer and he's, he's young and he's funny and he's very, very smart. He's one of those people like you think you're smart and you meet someone like him. You're like, no, I don't even, yeah. I don't know he's anything. He's smart and clever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he was having a problem with uh, people were stealing or had stolen a package or packages off of his porch when he wasn't home. He got a delivery. Someone ran off with it. And, um, and so he, he wanted to put a stop to this or at least prank the people who were uh, stealing the package off of his <laughs> yeah, thing. Like, I have hardware that's on another planet right now. I should be able to figure out how to deal with a package thief. And he does in the most brilliant possible way. It's hilarious. It's incredible. He goes so over the top in like three different ways <laughs> that makes it funny. And I then know. he branches out in a way that's very funny. Yeah. Check out Package Thief if you haven't seen it. Package Thief versus Glitter Bomb. Track. So good. Well, just what it says on the tin. Um, <clears throat> that's a good one. Other recommend... Well, you know, I don't really have much else. I, I can't talk about this yet because I have to save it for a podcast I'm recording tomorrow. I just want to stipulate. Um, a lot of people are talking about this. Um, go see Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, and see it on a big screen, please. So I'm going to say about that for now. Well, I am looking forward to it. We're going to go this weekend. I don't weekend. want to oversell it the way others have over, oversold it. I'm just going to say, please, please go see this. It's special. Really good. Dan, Dan you, <clears> like, <throat> you used to like Spider-Man before you put all your comics on the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still, I'm going to go see this. Yeah. 
You like Miles? Uh, yeah, I do like Miles. Okay, cool. <clears throat> um, so that's all I'm going to say. Well, probably in a future episode, after you've had a chance to see it, we'll talk about it. This is one of those movies kind of like Black Panther where like, I don't even want to talk about it for a while. I want everybody just to go see it, but except to say, go see it. Okay. Um, also, I'm watching Survivor, but I don't want to talk about that. Um, the t- the uh, TV show Survivor? I'm watching it. The season of Survivor so good. I haven't, I haven't watched any episodes of Survivor, I believe, since the first season. Um, no, I, ha- lot- I haven't either. I haven't seen, um, I haven't you, seen you, anything for years. If you want years. something to watch, this is a good, Survivor. this is a very good season. I'm down for that. I'll check that yeah. out. Why not? Season, season 37, Dan. Don't even need a reason. I mean, a reason. Uh, can I do? Um, can I do one more recommendation? Yeah, I would love to hear that. I there's a new kind of uh, not new kind of podcast, but let's just say the success of Michael Barbaro's show, The Daily, for think the New York think Times. Think you're thinking of uh, Hannah Barbara. Boom, 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 boom. And he goes, hmm, hmm, hmm. Did you hear the supercut somebody made of Michael Barbaro and me talking to each other, just making humming noises? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's very funny uh, but I think owing to this I think it was the number one podcast of the year on iTunes but uh, The Daily is a very good show If there are people who do not like to listen to Michael Barbaro talk I understand that that's very understandable but um, I think owing to the success of the New York Times doing the show The Daily with Michael Barbaro there's a whole bunch now on Washington Post has a daily podcast out NPR has one that's come out one that um, I have I, my, largely through their writer's presence on Twitter. I don't know quite how, but I have become a fan of the Daily Beast, which is ordinarily the kind of thing I would run away from because it's very gawkery. I think there are probably maybe former gawker people there. But the Daily Beast is, first of all, they have some good reporters doing good stuff. They got Will Summer covering the right. Um, they got uh, Swin24 on there uh, covering uh, White House politics stuff. It's a real good group. And they just started a, if you uh, want a, a mouthy, um, sassy, political podcast it's called i think it's called omni shambles omni shambles omni shambles by the daily beast and it comes out once a week and it's like a half hour long and it's always real good i would say start (laughs) start with this week's we don't like to talk about politics on here Uh, i would start with this week's episode called giuliani's quest to confuse us into submission which i will put into show notes uh, if you if you like that kind of thing, um, but the Daily Beast is doing good work. Their writers on Twitter do a, do a real good job. If you're not following Will Summer, you're really missing out. Will Summer is a guy that uh, does a newsletter called Right Richter, and he ended up getting hired because of, of his newsletter covering the bananas activities on the right, like crazy Klan people, crazy alt right people, crazy like. Just the, the nutty balls behavior of the QAnon people. He is your go-to man on that. Mm. So I would also say follow if you like that stuff and you're interested. He covers it really nicely. Uh, following uh, Will Summer on Twitter, I'll put. I will find that to put into show notes. I'm done with recommendations. Dan, could you tell me about another thing that you like? Yes, I would like to tell you about Palm. These, Palm. This is this is the same company that you remember from. Uh, the first Palm phone and from, of course, the Palm handhelds, they, they are back in a new form with a, uh, with a new device. It's actually pretty cool. This is their, I'm sure you've heard about this. It's at, at palm.com if you want to go learn more about this. But mm-hmm. this is that super tiny little phone that is a, it is a complimentary phone for your regular phone. And when, when people say this, they're like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? What would I do with a little tiny complimentary phone? 
you can do quite a bit with this thing. As I've been using this, it's actually very, very cool. When they, uh, when I first saw this, I, I was kind of, my interest was peaked a little bit. And I said, okay, wh- what exactly is this? Well, imagine a phone that is the size of a credit card. It is very, very small, very light. It's designed to be something that you would take with you when, for a variety of reasons, you do not want to take your regular phone with you. This isn't a replacement for your smartphone, but it's connected to it. It syncs with your existing smartphone, so all of your info is going to be seamlessly connected when you leave your smartphone behind. This thing is much lighter. It's much smaller. It it fits into your pocket and your front pocket, your back pocket, your shirt pocket. It fits pretty much anywhere you want to go. So the next time that you're on the go, instead of holding the huge phone in your hand, you just pop this thing in your little pocket and you have the connectivity with you wherever you go. It's got two cameras. It runs the full-fledged Android OS. So you get the whole Google Play app ecosystem. It's 4G. It's got Wi-Fi. It's got all the mobility and capability of a smartphone, but just in this super tiny little package, it's really convenient. And, uh, you know what? You kind of need to see it to really get it. Because when you look at a picture, you're like, this looks like a small little phone, but there's a lot more to it than that. They have these, uh, go to your local Verizon store. They're going to have them there. You can go to palm.com to learn more. You're not going to believe how light it is, how small it is until you see it in person. Uh, So go check this thing out. And we would like to say thank you very much to Palm to learn more. Go to palm.com. Thanks, Palm. Thank you, Palm. Buck, buck. Longtime fan. I go way back. You know, I hate to say this. We're running not super long, but a little long. I want to get to listener Brian's distractibility email. Look, can we save that? Um, maybe even after the first of the year. But yeah. I really want to talk about that because I liked his email a lot. Um, yeah, I want to do something special for that for sure. Um, we do have time for one good piece of follow-up. Okay. But I think it's going to be in your wheelhouse. Do we have time for one piece of follow-up before we go? I, absolutely. Um, and this is uh, listener Alexander. Uh, writes to us 13 days ago. Gosh, sorry I'm so late. Uh, Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Remember to hit that bell. Let you know uh, when I get new content. No, just kidding. I love you, Alexander. I don't love you. I don't know you. I'm sure you're fine. Hello. Um, Rebooting Merlinbot. Hey, guys. I was struck by Merlin's note. So this is a few weeks ago. How did this come up? Talking about... Oh, I think we might have been talking about math and teaching kids math, but however it is that as you get older, you develop this weird innate visual sense oh, of, be num- able of to numberness. Count. 82, 82, 82. It's a yes. lot more than 82 toothpicks there, Ray. Oh, there's and four still left in the box. That's a very good movie. Now you're going to have to go watch it. I just watched it last night. Anytime you mention any of your movies about OCD, you know you have to go back and watch it. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> Touch the frog twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, David Sedaris. Um, so we were talking about how the, I think this is what we were talking about, how you get this innate sense of numberness mm. where you can look. And what the example I gave was I could look at a bunch of something on my desk, like let's say toothpicks to follow your analogy or paper clips or whatever it yeah. is. And at a glance, not be able to tell you how many were there. But the, I think the phrase I used was, I know, I know for certainty it's more than five, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, it's unlikely to be more than 10. But that I could, there's something innate in, in my looking at that that says, it's, that looks to me like seven plus or minus two. Something like that. Yeah. And I, you know, the thing is, I think little kids don't have that so much, but why is it that as we get older, maybe it's, it's exposure, it's uh, experience, but we get, it, it, not always perfect, but an innate sense of numberness that lets us do certain kinds of, certainly orders of magnitude, uh, 
estimates about things. But like, how is it we're able to do that without consciously, in a second order thinking way, like right. processing that? How yeah. are we able to glance something and know it's a very Malcolm Gladwell thing? Um, and so listener Alexander says, I was struck by Merlin's note about how we could uh, identify seven matchsticks without counting it. And he couldn't tell you why or how. I'm happy to say Merlin, well, this is, I didn't pick this because he says this, but he says, I'm happy to say Merlin, you're 100% correct. And this phenomenon is explored by Jim Holt in his book, When Einstein Walked with Girdle, Kirk Girdle, the mathematician. And there's an essay in the New Yorker that I put in the show notes that is called The Numbers Guy. Mm-hmm. TLDR. We process numbers as innately, so I'm going to do some correction here. We process numbers as innate expansions of one, two, or three. Therefore, six is always two groups of three. There's no instinctual understanding of six outside of that. So what does that mean for multiplication? It's unnatural. It runs up against our innate understanding of numbers as expressions of sets of one, two, or three. That's why you have to problem solve to get the answer of nine times six, or you have to memorize a times table. Listener Alex. Isn't that an interesting idea? Yes, very. I haven't read the New Yorker thing yet, but I will. I'm going to add it to Instapaper now. But that's, uh, it's funny how, like, uh, you know, watching your kid do math. Um, my kid's got math homework pretty much every night, arithmetic homework. Yeah. A lot of stuff with decimals now. Well, yeah, my, is- my, my little girl, um, she's in second grade. She's learning, uh, like, even numbers and odd numbers. Mm-hmm. And this is another one of those things that I think is, like, I can tell you any number and you can tell me without thinking if it's even or odd. Because you only really have to memorize yeah, you 10 only, digits r- right, to know that. R- right. But Regardless of how long the number is, it's like a CRC or something. It's like a control. <laughs> that's like, right. You know that last, one, that, that last one is all you need to know to give the answer. If you didn't know that, it would seem like a magic trick. It does, And it does seem like a magic trick to her. She's like, well, how did yeah. you know that? I said, well, it ends in you know, 2, 4, 6, 8, uh, or 0. And, and like for, for you, though, you don't even have to think how to... Wait, does this end with a... Six, oh, then it's an even number. Does it end with a two? Then, you know, we don't need to do that. It's automatic. And that's not a hard, as hard of a skill, I think, to, to sort of learn as far as compared to like the counting stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting how many of those things that we as not children do in just a moment to moment basis that we don't even have to think about. Like, how many times have you gotten in the car to drive somewhere or just started walking? Because I, I know you live in a very walkable town where you start yeah. walking and you're like, how did I get from my house to the grocery store or to the office or whatever? Like, I mean, I, I how rem- did I get this stretch of 30 miles outside of Gainesville. <laughs> That's right. Like what I did not. I don't remember driving. Like I, I stopped miles. at the stop signs and I, mm-hmm. I put my turn signal on at the light and I turned and I pulled it. But. Well, like, if you ask me questions, I might be able to tell you things. I could, I could go back, and my wife has this TiVo-like ability where she's essentially never listening to me. Uh-huh. And then sometimes I'll quiz her, and because she's just nodded along with something, yeah. and, I'll like, and I just said what, and she goes, "Um, that we have back- basketball practice uh, next Thursday, but not this Thursday." I'm like, God damn it, damn it, because you wanted to catch her. Yeah, she's got the TiVo running all the time. <laughs> but you're, right, you're absolutely right. Like, there's a, this is, goes back to that Daniel Kahneman book. Um, about thinking like this first order there's like one the first way of thinking and the other way of thinking like one is the like unconscious you walk around and do it part and the other kind is a much more deliberative but like you say to a little kid like a little little kid you know um you have to present it in a slightly different way but you said like if you had seven like one time yeah how many would that be and they could probably say seven yeah and they say well, okay but what if you had seven 
a million times, what would that be? Because on the face of it, that should be an extremely difficult problem because it has so many more digits in it. Because they haven't learned, you just lop off all those digits. You know what I'm saying? It's it's one of those things where it's like almost like some kind of idiocracy thing. Yeah. Where like something that to somebody who's just slightly educated, it's a dawdle. And to somebody else, it would seem like an extreme like mentalist party trick to mm-hmm. be able to do that. Yeah. So I'm going to read that. But uh, yeah, that is interesting. But it's fun to watch a kid do homework uh, and see they've just, they are learning stuff so differently and so much smarter than I was taught. Woof. Uh, this, hey, we're probably off next Tuesday or should be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's Christmas day and it? so it's holidays, right? No, we got to figure, we gotta figure out what to do. We do need to figure that. We'll figure that out. I can mm. go early if you need to, but, but this would be our opportunity to say, regardless of your, uh, you know, if you're a Christian or, or not. <laughs> yeah. How does one say, what's the word? Diane, Dianu? Is that the word? Dianu? Dianu? Is that how you say it? Dianu? That's a that is a Hebrew word. That's such a good word. And then they, that would be enough, right? That's what it means. Um, Dayenu, that would be enough. Well, it's like a Maccabee song. That yeah, that's about what it means. It's sufficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's about sufficient. it's about the fifteen verses of the like you know if, even if we if they, we've got it just done this for this us that would be enough. Dayenu. Yeah, that's a really good song. Yeah, yeah, it's a good um, Dayenu. Yeah, I remember that one. Sure. But uh, I just want to say to everybody out there, thanks for sticking with us through these, whatever, almost seven years. And I hope everybody out there uh, has whatever remains of the holiday. I hope it's uh, safe and enjoyable and not too annoying. Well said. Yeah. And, and you know, what about you? You got anything to say? Dainu. Dainu would yeah. be enough. There you go. That's pretty good. Okay, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.